This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to the Invisible Asia podcast, a series in which The Straits Times casts the spotlight on little seen or talked about segments of society across the region. I'm your narrator, Tan Hui Yi. Thailand's Sea Gypsies. The sun is overhead in Phuket, in southern Thailand, known to the world for its popular tourist resorts. What's lesser known about the resort island is that it is also home to a community of sea gypsies who have for decades lived here in their coastal villages in the island's quiet corners. One of them, Miss Jiti Pramongit, is picking shellfish by a beach. Dressed in a flowing pink blouse and a sarong, she clambers across the moonscape with her bucket in hand, tapping on a rock with a small pickaxe to dislodge a mussel. Miss Jiti told the Straits Times. People accuse us of destroying rocks and nature. That's not true. This is our food and our livelihood. Scratching rocks like this doesn't harm nature. Muscles will regenerate. Some people also tell others to stay away from us. To them, we don't belong. We are from some unknown tribe. They're not sure if what we're selling is clean. The 45-year-old is an Uraglawoi, an Aboriginal Malay from Thailand's Sea Gypsy community. Thailand has some 13,000 Sea Gypsies. A third of them live on Phuket. The Uraglawoi are an ancient community. They were foraging and fishing in the Andaman Sea long before maritime boundaries were drawn up between Malaysia and Thailand, and they speak a language similar to Malay. Today, their ramshackle wooden homes by the sea contrast starkly with the luxury hotels carved into the steep hills by the coast. For decades, these sea gypsies have been fighting a losing battle against authorities and developers. They struggle for their rights to continue roaming the waters where their ancestors hunted and to stay put on the land where they now live. There are many laws hemming the sea gypsies in, says Mr. Chokti Somprom, the Andaman Sea Area Coordinator for Community Aid Group Chum Chon Thai Foundation. With every move that they make, they violate some law. When they head out to the seas to fish, they may be accused of poaching. This is because there are many national parks with protected zones in the seas around Phuket. Tightening laws on the types of nets that can be used and size of fish that can be caught are lost on most of the Uraklawol. Mr. Chokdi told the Straits Times. The laws are already complicated for us, regular normal citizens. So how would people who live most of their lives at sea and have little education be aware? Being lowly educated, the Uraklawol also tend to face trouble obtaining official documents like registering their houses. Unfamiliar with the process of land ownership, some became illegal squatters overnight in their long-time homes after private developers zoomed in on their coveted coastal plots. Others were thrust into a legal grey area 
after the government earmarked their fishing grounds as protected zones. Some of these disputes have even turned violent. A cabinet resolution was introduced in 2010 to respect the sea gypsies' traditions and to grant them access to Thailand's national parks. But many of them still struggle to get house registration documents, which are in turn needed to apply for water and electricity. Because of that, in Phuket's Hinlopdiao village, some 36 households of sea gypsies are tapping the power and water supply of just three homes. And because heavy users are charged more per unit of water or power use, they end up having to pay more for their utilities. You're listening to the Invisible Asia podcast series. Catch all nine episodes of Invisible Asia over the next few weeks on the Straits Times podcast channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Back to our Invisible Asia series. The Uruk Lawoi are a disadvantaged class in many ways. Their identity often proves an impediment to their formal education. Chum Chon Thai Foundation's Mr. Chokti says. Most of them decide to leave school after grade six. They feel they don't belong there because they get bullied. Families often struggle to find money for school uniforms and books, and they are mocked for being dirty or dressing poorly. Miss Jitty dropped out of school after grade one at the age of eight. Miss Pacharapan Pramongit, another Urak Lawoi, dropped out after grade nine. Or secondary three, Miss Pacharapon told the Straits Times. Students in my school said sea gypsies are dirty because we clean ourselves with seawater, which is not true. When we spoke our own language among ourselves, our teacher would stop us. Don't bring that language here, she would say. Miss Pacharapon's grandfather's daily wage of three hundred baht was about nine US dollars or thirteen Singapore dollars. That was not enough to put her through school, and her father hardly made money from fishing. Combined with the bullying from schoolmates and the different treatment teachers showed to Urak Lawoi students, dropping out of school then seemed like an eventuality to her. She then ventured into working life, taking on odd jobs such as sorting fish and crabs, but such jobs pay little and are few and far between. Today, age twenty-five. Miss Pacharapon has been unemployed for the past two years. The coronavirus pandemic and the suspension of travel around the world has only worsened the situation for struggling sea gypsies like her. With the usual throng of tourists suddenly gone, many of the Urak Lawoi have lost their already low-paying jobs. Like Miss Jiti, they now pick mussels on the beach to get by, shelling them for bulk sale to middlemen. At just one hundred baht for each kilogram of flesh, Miss Chitty scrapes by on the one thousand eight hundred baht she gets each month in welfare payment and allowance as a public healthcare volunteer. That's about eighty Singapore dollars and sixty US dollars. She told the Straits Times, "After the lockdown, we could not sell our seafood because the tourists were gone. We used to sell our products to Thai people too." But they lost their jobs and could no longer afford it. I try to manage by eating simple meals. Miss Jiti prays for the day that the tourists will return to Phuket once more. The Urak Lawoi's frequent conflicts with hungry developers seeking to build bigger resorts to take in more tourists 
may go on. But to her, that's a lesser evil than having her community lose their primary means of making a living. She says, We want tourists to come and see our way of life and buy souvenirs from us. But the resort developers must first learn to live with us, see gypsies. They shouldn't push us out. We have always lived here, so they have to make space for us. You've been listening to Invisible Asia. This is the episode on Thailand's sea gypsies, and I'm your narrator, Tan Hui Yi. Do check out my full story in The Straits Times. We have a link in our podcast text description below. And don't forget to subscribe to The Straits Times podcast channel on your favourite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts for the next episode of Invisible Asia. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.